it's early on in the new NHL season, but it's never too early to get away from some players on some bad starts. We're taking a look at players falling short of expectations early on in this fantasy season. Tage Thompson, Timo Meyer, and others. And of course, our loaded big time bets for Thursday night. Tap in, tune in, and let's get this paper. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the lab, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my distinguished co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. And on this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, holding you down Monday through Friday for all of your fantasy and degenerate gambling breakdown needs. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. My goodness, Steele. We're already two weeks deep. We're already ready for some overreactions. And we're ready to take a look at some players that we had set high expectations for. It's only a couple of games in. Some of these players have only gotten three under their belts. But I'm a little bit concerned already about some of these players that a lot of us out there in the GM fantasy GM realm have invested into. Tage Thompson, of course. Timo Meyer. I want to talk about. You got some names on the board here. Jake DeBrusque, Roman Yossi, which I really love. But I think the main takeaway is here. Keep tabs on these players. You might want to be also targeting some GMs that have these guys for a buy low situation. Who are you looking at first? Let's talk about that because at the end of the day, getting away from some of these players is not what I'm saying you necessarily need to do right away, but you need to have your eyes peeled on these situations because if they start to unravel, you're going to need to get to create creative with your lineup. Yeah, very creative and maybe facilitating a trade of some uh, some sort as well. If these players aren't living up to expectations, you know, you might have to take a little bit of a of an L or a loss on this player if they don't mm. start picking up the pace. Again, we're only a week and a half into the NHL season. Of course. Uh, so we're getting after it and hopefully these players are going to get after it soon. I see you have Tage Thompson on the list. Mm -hmm. uh, I also have a Buffalo Sabre on my list oh. who has not been meeting expectations and that's Dylan Cousins. Um, I got to start off with Cousins right now because I was sure. really big on this guy last year. I'm, I was really hoping that he would start off. Again, he's only played – it's only been three games in the season for the Buffalo yeah. Sabres, but he was unnoticeable through the first three games up until the overtime uh, – until the overtime game winner against the Tampa Bay Lightning where he eventually scored that game winner. Mm -hmm. Only one goal, one point in those three games. He's minus four. Uh, again, only getting 15 minutes of ice time. So he's a down, he's down a minute and a half from last year. Again, it's only three games into the season, but six yeah. shots, five hits, zero blocks. I, I thought Dylan Cousins was going to come out guns a blazing with Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dallin, Jeff Skinner, mm -hmm. Alex Tuck. It just hasn't really worked out that uh, that way to start the year in the first three games uh, for Dylan Cousins, the Buffalo Sabres. He's on the second, he's the second line center between Peyton Krebs and JJ Paterka. So maybe there's still some chemistry trying to figure out yeah. with, with Peyton Krebs right now. They might be switching up the lineups a little bit in the first couple of games, but mm -hmm. to me, Dylan Cousins hasn't been noticeable out there along with Tage Thompson. And I, I know you're going to get to him right now. 
The Buffalo Sabres are off to a slow start, and I think what's clear, we don't need to keep mentioning it because it is a fact, is that we're only a week and a half in. But what we do need to mention is these were players that we were really expecting to come out and blow the doors off the league from start to finish. Can that still happen? Of course. Are you dropping these guys? No way in H-E double toothpicks. But what the main point is, keep your eyes peeled because also, like I alluded to, if this is a situation where you see some of these players on another team and a GM might be getting frustrated, you might be able to knock down on that door a couple of times with some trade offers and pry a player, maybe like Tage Thompson on a cold start, who will heat up. Zero goals, zero assists, 12 shots on net, a minus three. This was a guy, steal that went very, very high in drafts, end of the first round, middle back of the first round, latest second round after 94 points last year, 38 goals the year before, and clearly a stepping out from a player that before that hadn't established himself in a good run out in the NHL. But Buffalo overall steal has had their struggles. Devin Levi needs to be better as well. I think it's going to happen for the Sabres in a hurry. The three-game sample size is not enough for me to push the panic button yet. But Tage Thompson, definitely so far underachieving, not meeting up to expectations, like every single other player that I have on this list. You're on mute, I think, brother. There we go. There mute it button, is. Mute button was sticky a little bit. But yeah, you know, it's just, again, we're only three, two, four games into the season right now. Uh, some teams are excelling, like the Vegas Golden Knights, mm. uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Ottawa Senators have been great other than their, uh, besides game one. So the Colorado Avalanche are, are 3-0-0 right now. So the yep. teams are excelling right now. And again, we're only two, three, four games in the season. But when you talk about superstars and you talk about these young prospects and young young mm. uh, guys coming into their own in the NHL, you want them to start off hot. You need them to start off hot, especially in fantasy week when you're going up against a, a you know a, a pretty stacked up lineup in your weekly matchup. So with Tage Thompson, we know it's going to be difficult. We, they have a rookie goaltender and Devin Levi. I still believe in this kid. A big right. W against the Tampa Bay Lightning, but they needed that. A lot of it's going to depend on their offensive game because we know they struggled defensively sometimes. They scored one of the they they were one of the top goals for last mm -hmm. year. Uh, so they got to continue that and they got to third keep, in the uh, league, I believe third, third in the league last year. So they got to uh, get back to that grind last year. Mm. And uh, again, this is just a poor start for Buffalo. What is another poor start though, is a goaltender. I've been looking at steel, a guy that just secured his money in Connor Hellebuck. And again, this is a guy yeah. who's proven in his career to be a gamer, and he can be streaky. The Winnipeg Jets are dealing with some injuries already. They're dealing with some inconsistent play, but a 4.38 goals against and an 843 save percentage. He's allowed four or five goals in every one of his starts. I know they squeaked out a win, but realistically, this team could also be 0-3. He is going to have to be a leader, not only for the success of your fantasy team, but for the success of this Winnipeg Jets club. We knew that they gave the bag to Shifley and Hellebuck to secure the future here in Winnipeg. This is a slow start. And honestly, not one that I expected from Hellebuck because I thought all of this noise now being put away with the contract situation, things seemingly are a little bit more of a fresh change in Winnipeg. That's at least what we we're buying into. Let's see what happens. But I'm a little bit wary of the slow start from Connor Hellebuck and those numbers are not good. No, they aren't good whatsoever. And again, I've spoken very highly of Connor Hellebuck. For good reason. For good reason. He's been one of the best goaltenders fantasy-wise and just overall in the NHL uh, to have. He is one of the best 
up there, maybe the best for fantasy hockey mm. uh, because the Winnipeg Jets face a ton of shots again. And he's just always been a top three guy over the last well, five Well, actually, years. very interesting that you mentioned that, Steele. How about that? Shots mm. against 21, 33, and 29 over the first three. Are they maybe not letting him see enough rubber? Because that's how he settles in and gets comfortable. We know this guy eats up pucks. So that could be a little interesting caveat there. But just one I had to throw when you mentioned the shots on net. Yeah, that's not it, a lot. That's not what he's used to. It's not It's not what he's used to. And again, maybe that is something that they, that again, you don't want to put. No, you of course not. Just a little interesting angle. On net, but it is an interesting angle. But Connor Hellebuck, again, three games in, I haven't yep. seen the best out of him. We will see if he can bounce back. Who else are you looking at here? I know I got a couple of other juicy names at the start of this season that need to be better. But also, it's because of how high of the expectations that they've set for themselves by being absolute fantasy studs. And over the past number of years, and with another one of these players, only a smaller sample size, but still, that's the main point here is these are elite pieces. We're not looking at bottom fourth, bottom sixers here and thinking, oh, they need to be better. These are elite, top line, number one goalies, number one D-men that need to be a lot better, but who's next on your list? Next on my list, I, I, we're, we're kind of staying in this Eastern Conference right now, the Atlantic Conference, actually. It's Jake yep. DeBrusque of the Boston Bruins. Again, short, small sample size, only two games for the Boston Bruins. But in those two games, they've only scored six goals, and that was against the Chicago Blackhawks and the Nashville Predators. And we know it's going to be difficult for them, but just looking at their, their lineup right now, like this is a bad Boston Bruins forward group. Mm. Besides David Pashnak and, and Brad Marchand, I mean, like, You've got Matthew Portris, who I've never heard of uh, centering the second line with Morgan Rookie, Geeky. Yeah. Trent Frederick, Charlie Coyle, and James Van Riemsdyk make up the third line. Milan Lucic and John Beecher and Jacob Laco making up the fourth line. This really depends on David Pashnak and Brad Marchand. And we don't know how much longer we're going to get Brad Marchand for. He's 36, 30, uh, he's up there in age. I believe he's 36 years old anyway. But Sounds about Jake, right. De Jake DeBrusque is one of those guys he's 27 years old right now he's just getting into his prime or he's in his prime again two games into the season no points to show for it only six shots on net no blocks no hits he needs to be a gamer for the Boston Bruins he really needs to be a driving force alongside Brad Marchand and David Pasternak and again again two games in the season but you're <laughs> going up against Chicago and Nashville it just, it just seems like you got to put on a little bit more of a dominant performance offensively. I know they're a defensive team. Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman getting it done. Again, I just, again, expect more of Jake DeBrusque. It's funny because we've been so hard on these Bruins. They're still top of the division, 2-0. and oh. The offensive output is interesting, and that might end up catching up to them because so far two wins are two wins. But from the fantasy angle, we were pumping DeBrusque tires with a lot of opportunity to come in and eat some minutes left by the void of David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron in that top six. Mm -hmm. Can he still do it? The book is out, but we've also known that over the course of his career and the limited opportunities he has been provided, he hasn't taken the reins with those either. We'll come back after the break and take the reins with a few more players that are underachieving currently to kick off this NHL season. But one of our friends that isn't underachieving, it's FanDuel Sportsbook. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Steele and I have been hitting our same game parlays. 
Thursday night. We love banging out these same-game parlays, all the great options that you can sink your teeth into on FanDuel, including spreads, player props, over and unders. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options to choose from. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you hit that subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. And back to our team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh I got to talk about these two players right now. I'm going to pair them both up. But it's Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi. Sure. Specifically Max Domi. Again, I have not noticed him one time in the three games that Toronto's played so far this season. He's been unnoticeable out there. He's been invisible. He's only got one assist. I'm pretty sure that was a secondary assist. Only one hit, one block. Again, it's very surprising a player from Max Domi who really likes to fight hasn't put up more than 22 hits in a season in the last four years. Yeah, this he, guy, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense that a guy who really likes to instigate, really likes to get under the skin of uh, of other people, other players, and mm-hmm. drop the gloves, isn't actually very physical and lay, and lays the body out there. So Max Domi's just been practically invisible out there in the first three games. And Tyler Bertuzzi, again, he's plus three, has one goal, couple of blocks, couple of hits, or uh, yeah, two blocks, four hits, nine shots on net. So the peripherals are okay to start in three games. But everything that I've seen from him so far uh, in these first three games, he looks absolutely terrified to be Mm. playing with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. He's never ready. His stick is never on the ice. The puck is jumping over his blade. He can't get a single pass off. He just looks scared, which it doesn't make, again, doesn't make any sense from a guy of Tyler Pertuzzi's caliber and what he can do when he's playing with top tier players. I think Austin Matthew shadow is just too big for him because he looks hmm. terrified out there. Interesting. They, I, I think I saw something in your tweet about him being a double agent or something he might like be. that out there. Tyler Bertuzzi is definitely one of the darling names in the offseason, not just for Toronto fans, but of ads in the offseason to situations that were going to really set him up for success, fantasy or otherwise. So the eyes are on him. Fantasy GMs are ready for some performance from a guy that a lot of people went out there and got. And I think that was very similar case with Max Domi going into what we thought was going to be a good situation. I know not a lot of year to year leagues. He wasn't out there. He was drafted in most leagues this season, definitely near the back end of drafts. The pressure is also on in Toronto to win and Ty or Ty Domi being Ty Domi's son comes with a lot in Toronto. We're not going to talk about the Domi's any longer. Both of them have been disappointing. Both of them came into this year thinking that, well, a lot of fans thinking that this was going to be some nice ads from the Toronto into the Toronto mix in the forward group. We will see what happens, though. But so far, they've definitely both underachieved. And how about the Seattle Kraken? Underachieving big time. Yeah. Coming into this season, you know, you were very high on this team last year. Proving people wrong that they were finally being, they were for real. Yeah, they're an expansion team, but they're for real. And one of the big reasons was Matty Beneers. And Matty Beneers has put up an absolute egg, zeros across the board so far in four games. Zero goals, zero assists. How about only six shots on net? Last year, I know 172 isn't a ton, but 
or sorry, it was, you know, something like, you know, 160. I know that's not a ton and he's got to shoot the puck even more, but six shots through four games. When you are as talented as this young man is, he's only 20 years old. This is early start to the season, but the expectations were high in Seattle, especially steel. This was the fourth most potent offense last year, finishing fourth right behind those Buffalo Sabres, Boston Bruins, and I believe Toronto Maple Leafs for the most goals in the NHL. So disappointment abound right now for this Seattle club. Philip Grubauer needs to be better, but I know Matty Beneers GMs are getting itchy with a lack of performance from this kid already. Philip Grubauer has actually been pretty decent so far. They, like, they haven't been blown out of the park in their first fair, four fair. games, but I'm with you. I, I don't have just one player from the Seattle Kraken. I legit just have the Seattle Kraken on yeah. my list right now because Good they point. played four games and they only have three goals to show for it in four games. So the entire yeah. offensive production right now has been completely off to start the season for Seattle. Mm-hmm. Jared McCann's got one goal uh, or one point. Matty Beneers has nothing. Again, three goals in their first four games. They're 0-3-1 to start the year. That is a terrible start for the Seattle Kraken, who, again, after what they were able to accomplish last year with a lot of haters and a lot of doubters, not expecting them to even be a playoff yeah. team, me, you, me you know, not, even, not even get past the first round. This is a tough look for them starting 2023-24 season. So, yep. again, we're – it's not like they've been blown out of the water. They've been one of the most uh, shooting teams on net for this season. I believe they're fourth in shots on net to start the year. Again, there's only four, three, four games that have been played for each team. But nonetheless, they're putting the puck on net. Just being able to capitalize on those chances have not been great for the Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken currently sit, I'm looking at shots per game. Where are the Kraken? My goodness. I believe they're, they they, fin- they they're t- they're top four, top five at least right now on shot on shots on net for uh, the first to start the season. So, yeah, shots on net might be different. Shots per game played, they're shooting thirty one over, just over. Anyway, the point is here: the whole team is disappointing, and I like that you highlighted it that way. Matty Beneers was one of the focal points for me, but the whole team falls into the bucket. So thank you for doing that quite nicely, very quickly. Two guys. Timo Meyer, number one, he got benched yeah. the other night. He's got no point steals, zero goals, zero assists, four, four. Let me just make sure, four shots on net. This guy is the prototypical power forward. He's in the mix with a bunch of really good players in that top six in New Jersey, and there is no excuse for this one, in my opinion. He might be, if this was a ranking, which it isn't, we're just throwing out names, he might be the biggest disappointment for me in terms of expectations so far this season. Just based on what he's been, excuse me, able to do over the last couple of years and who he gets to play with in New Jersey. And very quickly, I know the national predators around him have not been great. But UC Soros is not a goaltender right now with a current 888 save percentage and almost 3.50 goals against. He is not that kind of goalie. Actually, he's a goalie that only a couple of years removed from almost a 930 save percentage. And how about sixth in Vesna three years ago? Third in Vesna two years ago and last year, fourth in Vesna voting. This is not Vesna level. He's falling short of expectations early and he falls right into the bucket with a lot of these other guys that you want to be eyes peeled on these situations because I can almost guarantee all of these guys were taken in the first five rounds. 
maybe a little bit later if it's Soros, but otherwise you have a lot invested into these pieces steel. So be wary of what you're doing with them and how long you're hanging on to them. Should this prolong a month or six weeks into the season? Yeah. Big investments for a lot of these, a lot of these players, just like this next player who also comes from the Nashville predators, but we'll get to that after our sponsor from from Jace Medical. This episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand Jace Medical is very simple to use. All you got to do is go online, fill out a form, and then you get prescription life-saving medications right to your doorstep. The Jace case gives you the peace of mind that you are dying to need. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting the life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at the checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Please continue to hit that subscribe button, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support you show us Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning. Eastern time is when you can find all of our episodes. And again, thank you so much. We hope that you're enjoying all of the fantasy hockey and, and, and hockey content that Big mm-hmm. Flip Livingstone and your boy Steel Roden are providing, again, five days a week. I got one last player before Big Time Bets. He also comes from the Nashville Predators, and that's Roman Yossi, the captain for the Nashville Predators. Four mm. games in, has one assist, minus two. But this is the great thing about Roman Yossi and a lot of these players that we're talking about is that they're still providing some, uh, you know, providing peripheral stats that are great. 16 shots, five blocks, and two hits for Roman Yossi in four games. This guy loves to shoot the puck from the blue line, but that's he true. needs to do a lot more to get his team going into the game early. Again, this is a different looking Nashville Predators Predators team than what we've seen over the last three years. A lot of young guys, Yusuf Parson and Cody Glass, Philip yep. Tomasino, Kiefer Sherwood, Thomas Novak, Luke, uh, Luke Evan, uh, Galicista, uh, uh, um, Yakov Trenin as well. Sorry, I kind of butchered that. Last I think it's Evangelista, name. but I know Evangelista. Not- that yeah, you, everyone know. I, I yeah. gotta work on my pronunciation. That's for okay. Some of these guys. That's what we're here for. Nonetheless, is that this is a different looking team as well as Luke Shen's out for the next four to six weeks. Uh, four yeah. to six weeks as well That's with a lower one. body injury. But nonetheless, they lose a couple of guys. Ryan Johansson's gone. Matthew Shane's gone. It's a different looking team. Yusuf Saros has not been what we expect out of him like you provided uh you know just a couple of minutes ago roman yossi is the captain of this team he's probably the best player for the team i know you so uc saros and philip forsberg are up there but roman yossi has been the powerhouse on the blue line for his entire career uh over the last 13 seasons he gets it done offensively 59 points in 67 games last year again 270 shots in 67 games that's over i believe that's 4.1 or 4.2 shots per game he's continuing to do that so the peripheral stats are there but again you got to get it done offensively and we know that they're going to struggle at times get it done offensively so he's got to get his team engaged into the game a lot sooner 
uh, to begin the periods than what we've seen so far in the first four games. But again, a lot of these guys that we're talking about, you're not going to be dropping them. You're not even looking towards trading them as of right now, but you got to be paying attention to what they're doing for your fantasy team. Mm -hmm. And maybe if it comes down the line, like Flip said, a couple weeks from now, four or five weeks from now, if they're still not living up to what you believe your expectations were for these players and a lot of other people, uh, people's expectations for these players, again, you might have to start looking to facilitate a trade. You might have to take a little bit of a downgrade when doing so because they're not living up to those expectations. Gotta have your finger on the pulse. And when it comes to high expectations, that means you're gonna have a lot invested into these pieces. And that's why you have to actually spend a little bit more time making sure that you're getting the most out of them, or else you might be behind the eight ball before you can recover. And I think that's one of those interesting angles that I mentioned off the top of the show here, Steele. And yeah, going to pry a Tage Thompson, going to pry a Connor Hellebuck or any of these pieces off of a GM right now is going to be very tough because it is so early and they do bring so much value but Timo Meyer continues to struggle in New Jersey Steel maybe you can pry a guy like that off who then turns it around these are hard things to predict but what you can't do is sit idly by three four five six weeks into the season and not start pulling the trigger on some Wavermeyer moves proposing some trades and that what that was what today's angles were all about but Steel. The angles of today's show also continue in the betting realm. I believe we have a 12-game NHL betting board on tap for Thursday night. Where are you looking first? It's been a good start to the season for both of us overall. You're you're back, baby. And I want to hear what you have to say about Thursday's action. Yeah, a lot of games for Thursday night. Uh, I've got three bets that, to me, really stuck out as well as that I'm really liking uh, heading into Thursday First pick, I'll list off all three flames on the money line against the Buffalo Sabres. They have won the last five games in Buffalo against the Buffalo Sabres. So I'm taking the flames on the money line. I'm sticking with that trend. And honestly, they've looked really, really good. I know it was a tough loss against the Washington Capitals the other day. They were up to nothing. They were dominating. Next thing you know, they lose in a shootout to that Evgeny Kuznetsov uh, spectacular very slow uh, shootout uh-huh. move. Yes. But I'm going to take the Flames on the money line because I've really liked what I've seen from Noah Hannafin. I like what I'm so- seeing from Dylan Dubé. I like okay. what I'm seeing from Andrew Mangiapane. Like and it. Jonathan Huberdeau's look pretty good as well. So Flames money line, first pick. Second pick, Oilers on the money line against the Philadelphia Flyers on the road. Again, I I, I said that they were going to come out guns a-blazing against the Nashville Predators. They scored four in the first period. They won 6-1. The puck line hit for me. But I'm going to play it a little bit safer now on the road against the Philadelphia Flyers, Oilers money line. And my lock of the night, Mika Zibanejad, anytime goal against the Nashville Predators. He has four assists. He's got eight shots in the first three games. He's going to get his first one against the Nashville Predators, and you can lock that in. Mm, I love it all, Steele. And I like these angles that we're starting to take early on in the season to build this bankroll up, baby. We're here every single night. My bad, little bit of technical difficulties for Wednesday's episode, but we will be here Monday through Friday and every single night we're putting up picks. We're trying to break these down in short order so that you can make a little bit of money. How interesting is it, Steele, that at the start of the season, look, don't look now, but how about <laughs> Jordan Bennington with a 969 save percentage? Two games, I understand, but that's two good teams in Seattle and Dallas that they've gone up against. Let me just bring that up. I think it was Seattle and Dallas. 
it's it, it's pain it's paining me to hear about i know I, I know i know but i just need to bring it up and it was seattle and dallas they lose 2-1 and then they beat seattle 2-1 the point is here the games have been going under the number arizona rolls into town in a st louis angle here that i wanted to take the blues but i'm gonna take the under give me the yeah. under six and a half i really like this angle and then I when like i this. dig into the numbers a little bit more how about 15 of the last 20 trips Arizona has made to St. Louis? And I know that's going back a while, <laughs> but I'll take it. They've all gone under the number. So that's pick number one, Steel. Give me the under in this St. Louis-Arizona game. It just feels like it. Now, Colorado at home against the Chicago Blackhawks. I wanted to absolutely just hammer the Colorado Avalanche. So that be might my, my making a side bet because they are 8-2-0 in their last 10 against Chicago. But, man, Miko Rantanen needs some more respect on his name. Yes, I know he that does. he opened the year with a four-piece, two goals, two assists. Then he goes quiet. Then he comes back with another goal, three goals, two assists to open the year. But when I dig into the old numbers in his <laughs> career against Chicago, how about 10 goals, 18 assists in 20 games for almost wow. 30 points in 20 games? So give me Rantanen over 1.5 total points, anytime points. And my lock of the night, the Edmonton Oilers put a bunch of critics to bed the other night with a really, really good 6-1 showing. They showed out. I know it was Nashville, but they showed out. They turned the page, and I expect them to continue to get wins against teams. Let's be honest here. The Philadelphia Flyers are off to a pretty solid start. But this is the Edmonton Oilers, and I think now that that confidence boost is under their wings, they are going to steamroll here. Give me the Oilers on the money line, minus 190. You're not getting a ton of value, so throw it into a parlay. And I know they're 5-3-2 and two against the Flyers over their last 10, so they have struggled a little bit. But that's points in 7 of 10. That's how I'm looking at that steal. And I think they just go on a little bit of a run here because they are more than good enough. I don't know who the goaltender is going to be. <laughs> My goodness, that's a whole other conversation. That Campbell but looked good the other night. He did, and it's making me nervous as a Stuart Skinner GM. Yeah, it is. But let's hammer the Oilers on the money line, minus 190 as my lock of the night. I've got that with you right there. Oilers money line, Flames money line, Zabinijad anytime goal for the lock of the yep. night. Oilers money line for Flip's lock of the night. Yep. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find all of our episodes. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.